wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, every day, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. You need to think long and hard about what the hell you're signing up for. Are you ready for that expectation? Because expectations means you got to deliver. And if you don't deliver, there's going to be a problem. Stayallday.com. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. What can you get? DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is levels of the game. And before I get into that, let me tell you, I have a daily motivation text. I send out free of charge every day. Also, it's the line where you're going to text me today. While you're listening to this, you're going to tell me the best insight you got from today's masterclass. That number is 305-384-6894. So text me now, or while you're listening, let me listen to the episode and text me and let me know the best insight you got from today's masterclass. Make sure you tell me the number of the episode so I know which one you're talking about. When you tell me the best thing that you got from it, and because you have texted me, you will then automatically add it to my text community, which means you're going to be receiving daily motivation every day when I send it out. Secondly, your next step in working with me directly and getting more of the game that you love and know from this show is to join Work On Your Game University at workonyourgameuniversity.com so you get access to my courses. Work On Your Game University is like a one-stop shop for mastering your life. So the things you hear me talk about, whether it's business, whether it's your personal development, whether it's your professional development, whether it is you getting in your right fitness shape, whether it is your mindset, all of these things are covered. Whether we're talking social media, we're talking creating content, we're talking your ability to communicate, your people skills. All of those things are covered inside of the university. This is a real life university. So this is not university like that you paid fifty to three hundred thousand dollars for and not sure what you remember from going there for four years. This is a different type of university. All right. This is real life, real skills for a real life that you're gonna be living from age you no know, twenty one to whenever you die. All right, work on your game, university.com. Go over there and see what we have going on. So now with all that said, let's get to the topic. The topic is levels of the game. Now, this one I don't really need to give a lot of background to because the levels are going to explain themselves. But 
you can check yourself against these levels that I'm going to share. I will tell you that. And you can decide where you are in specific areas of your life. And understand you may be at different levels at different things. So you should really be thinking about that maybe two or three areas of your life that are most important to you right now, because you can't focus on everything at the same time. All right. Again, that's an oxymoron like we talked about in yesterday's episode. It just doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. You need to figure out the two or three areas, or you should know the two or three areas that are most important in your life and ask yourself, what level are you at in each of those? Because those are the ones that are going to produce the highest ROI because that's where you're putting your focus. Focus on your five forms of investment. So there's nothing wrong with being at any one of these levels at any point. I'm laying them out so you can identify where you're at and then you can decide what you want to do. Do I want to go further? Do I want to stay there? Do I need to change? Why am I here? All right, you need to figure those things out. But first, we got to get clear where you're at. You don't know where you're at. We can't get to where we're going. So let's get into it. Point number one, topic once again, is the levels of the game. All right, let's talk about levels of the game. Number one, first level is being a fan. What's a fan? I don't mean a fan like the thing that blows the thing on the ceiling when you turn on the switch, it blows air at you. Not that kind of fan. I mean, a fan like the person who goes to the game and buys a ticket and they sit in the stands and they cheer for their team. That's a fan. That's the first level of the game is a fan. You're watching the game from the sidelines. If you're watching the game from the sidelines, you are a fan. This is when you're a consumer on the particular topic. That's what a a fan is a consumer because you're consuming the action by watching it. You're consuming it also by buying a ticket or buying a t-shirt or buying a hat or whatever it is that you pay for so you can consume it, buying cable TVs. You can watch it on TV. All, right, all of that is part of consumption. You are taking it in. You're not producing it. You're consuming. It. You get what I'm saying? You buy tickets to it. You read it. You watch it. You comment on it. You talk about it. You think about it. You text your friends and argue about it. You're one of the audience members that makes the stage valuable. See, this is the great thing about life, folks, is that most people don't want to be on the stage and most people want to be fans. These levels that I'm going to go up is like a pyramid. OK, so the first level is the widest level. Everybody knows what a pyramid looks like, right? All right. There's more space at the bottom of the pyramid. There is at the top of the pyramid. So each level, as I go up, there are fewer and fewer people there. So this first level has the most people is the level of the fan. And most people in life would rather be a fan than be the person on the stage performing. Why is that? Well, we can do a whole deep dive on. I could write a whole book on why that is. But the whole point is, and I've pretty much done a book on it through the episodes of this show. If you're new to this show, you need to dig into our archive. You see what number episode this is, right? Those are daily episodes all by me. All right, there's no gimmicks here. And and we ain't got no five minute episodes like some of the cheaters out there in the podcast world. Anyway, different conversation for no day. Don't need to talk about them. But the point is, the audience is what makes the stage valuable. Okay, the stage is valuable because of the audience. You see, if there was nobody sitting in the audience, why would it matter that you're on the stage? It doesn't matter, right? Think about that. Last time you went somewhere where there was a stage, there was probably an audience. The space for the audience is bigger than the space for the stage, right? And if you're on the stage performing, but there's nobody in the audience watching, it doesn't matter that you're on the stage. It's like the tree falling in the forest and nobody's there to hear it. It doesn't matter. Now, I'm not saying that when you first get started, understand when you first get started anything, when you first go out to perform, there might not be a lot of fans because nobody knows who the hell you are yet. That doesn't mean you should quit. It means you need to build into that. You got to put the time in. You got to work on your game. And get to the point that people do know who you are. So then there are some people in the stands. But understand that the stage is only valuable because the audience exists. Everybody follow what I'm saying here. But the fan, we're still talking level one. These are audience members. These are people who are perpetual fans, perpetual audience members. They are never getting on the stage. Listen, I sit on the stage. I sit in the audience and watch some people. I go to people's conferences and buy tickets to their conferences and spend thousands of dollars to be at the event and travel and go to the hotels and take notes and all of that stuff. I do that. 
But at the same time, I'm not going there just because I'm a fan and I just want to watch and you know, be entertained. I'm going there because I'm looking at what they're doing. I'm getting information from them, getting insights from them. But I'm also looking at all right, how can I take some of the stuff that they're doing and make my performance better? Because I'm getting on the stage, too. I'm doing my own events. I'm not just watching it. And I'm using this as a metaphor, folks. You don't have to be doing events to not be a fan. And we didn't even get to the rest of our levels here. I'm using this just as a metaphor that, yes, you can watch others. That doesn't mean watching others means that you're just a fan. You may be watching them because you're using what you see to get your stuff ready. When I played basketball, I also watched basketball. I would watch other players take something that I saw them do. Hey, that was a nice move. I like Kobe's footwork right there. I like how LeBron did that. And I would try to go take it and use it for my game. So when I played in the game and I had people watching me, I could be a better player. So watching alone doesn't make you a fan. You may be a fan temporarily in that moment. We're talking about, are you spending the majority of your time watching or are you out there performing? If you spend the majority of your time watching, you're a fan. Okay. And again, nothing wrong with being a fan. Most people are fans. Okay. So if I thought there was something wrong with being a fan, I'd probably be offending most of the people who are listening to this because most people are fans. (laughs) Most people are at the bottom of the pyramid. This is just how life shakes out. You can't change this. So all of us are fans at something and at some point. And one of the reasons is because none of us is good at everything. All right. None of us has the resources to do everything that we want to do. For example, I was listening to some music right before I turned on this episode. I was listening to a song by a singer called The Weeknd. I do not have any singing or rapping or instrument playing ability. So when it comes to music, guess what? I am a fan, 100 percent fan. I'm not any other level. I am never participating in it. I'm not producing any music. I'm not doing anything music based. If I ever do anything music based, it would be as a gimmick, not because I want to be taken seriously as a musician. So I am a fan, 100 percent when it comes to music. You get what I'm saying? But when it comes to something like thought leadership or book writing or podcasting or doing events, I am not merely a fan. I will be a fan at certain points. I'll read other people's books, listen to their stuff, but I'm only doing that so I can get better at my stuff. Get it? So there's nothing wrong with being any one of these levels. As I said, I want to keep emphasizing that, but we are all at one of these levels, at least the first three, because it's five levels here. We're all at one of these levels in something. Okay. Five levels we got. This is only level one being a fan. Level number two. Topic once again today is levels of the game. Level number two is hobby. What does that mean? When something is a hobby for you. A hobby means you do it, but it's more for fun and or a side gig. So you're not just a fan just watching it, but you may get involved in it in some way, shape or form. But you're doing it as a kind of, again, a side thing. It's not like you're trying to make a business out of what you're doing. You just do it for fun every now and then. Definition of a hobby is an activity done regularly in one's leisure time for pleasure. Key phrase there is for pleasure. All right, that's a hobby. You probably started off as a fan. Usually people don't do things as a hobby unless they've seen somebody else do it first. So you start off as a fan that got you interested and then you become a hobbyist because you started dabbling in the thing. Hobbyists are usually dabblers. All right, they get involved here and there, but you do it kind of when you get time to do it. You do it as a hobby. For example, when I go to the gym, you know, and this is something that uh, as a former professional athlete and a person who still works out every day, I'm still in pro athlete shape. You know, I look at people, not game shape, but pro athlete shape. And sometimes I look at people in the gym and I can tell I can just size people up when I'm in a gym. And it's something that I just naturally do. I don't do it in a malicious way, but I can tell the difference between an athlete and a, a guy with a gym membership. There's a difference. All right. This is a guy with a gym membership. That's a girl with a gym membership. That over there, that's an athlete. I can tell. I can tell by the way somebody moves. I can tell by the way they do whatever their workout is. I can tell by their body type. I can tell by how often I see them in the gym, how consistently they show up. Are they an athlete or a person with a gym membership? Gym membership person is a hobbyist. There's nothing wrong with having the gym as a hobby. Again, I listen to music. I'm not even a hobbyist at music. I'm just a fan. Okay, so again, nothing wrong with any level. 
But hobbyists are dabblers. Okay. You are not all in this thing with both feet. You don't need it to produce any specific outcome for your needs to be satisfied. All right. That is the definition of it being a hobby. You don't need this to do anything for you. You're just doing it because it's something that's fun for you. So, for example, you've heard me say that I go to a boxing gym and I will get in the ring and practice and do all these kinds of stuff and spar and all those things. But I have no intention and this is not going to happen. I'm not getting into any boxing matches. I'm not going to be an amateur boxer. I'm not trying to fight. What's the kid's name? Jake Paul or Logan Paul. I don't know which one is which. I'm not fighting either one of them. I'm not fighting some former basketball player. I'm not doing any of that. I have no intentions of doing any of that stuff. I was talking to a client of mine a few months ago because he had saw that I've been to boxes and he said, you got any plans of getting in a fight? And I said, man, listen, I make money off my face. I'm not putting this at risk for the glory of a boxing match. That ain't happening. All right. So <laughs> I'm not, I'm a hobbyist when it comes to boxing. I do it. I show up to the gym consistently. I'll work out. Now I'm an athlete, but I'm a hobbyist. I'm not going any further than that. I don't need to produce any specific outcome in regards to boxing to feel fulfilled. You get what I'm saying? That makes it a hobby. Is everybody following me here so far? You do this thing for fun and or as a pastime. All right. It's something that you do for fun. It's something that you do because you enjoy it, but you don't need to go any further than that. At this level, the hobbyist level, you are involved, but you're not so deeply involved. You don't need your involvement to do anything. Nobody can kick you out of it because you're not really in it in the first place. So you really don't have anything to lose. It's for fun, for enjoyment. Again, it's a leisure activity and all human beings need leisure activities. So there's nothing wrong with doing something for leisure folks. So don't take any of these as a condemnation of you, but you should be thinking about what level that you're at. Point number three and level number three. Today's topic, once again, is the levels of the game. And there are five levels. So so we got the hobbyists. We got the fan. We got the hobbyists. Now, level three is job. J-O-B. Job. A job. Now, let me give a definition of the word job and see if we got a good definition here. Sometimes we get good definitions, sometimes not good definitions. I got my own definition, but I like to pull from the dictionary. Anyway, here it is. This is a very good definition. A paid position of regular employment. Perfect. That's a job. A paid position of regular employment. So now we got money involved. For the first time, money's involved. At least money coming to you, not coming out of your pocket, but going into your pocket as a job. That means you're doing this thing full time with someone else cutting the lights on and off. And I do mean specifically a job, meaning you work for some organization that is not yours. Here you have developed and or are being taught concrete, tangible skills for the specific thing that you're doing. And since it's a job, money is being exchanged, which means and not just money being exchanged, money is being given to you. Because right, as a fan, you spend money. As a hobbyist, you spend money. But that money is coming from you to whoever you're buying from. When you have a job, that money is coming from the company to you. Now they're paying you. So now when someone starts paying you, now there are expectations. This is the key word that separates the hobbyist from the job. Expectations. When you have a hobby, there are no expectations. I have expectations for myself in my mind, but nobody's expecting anything of me. Like I don't have a promoter breathing down my neck like, hey, you need to win your next fight. None of that. I don't have that because it's a hobby. But when it becomes a job, now there's business involved. Now it gets a lot more serious because now there are expectations on your shoulders. That means you need to be competent at what you're doing and you must produce at least a baseline level of results consistently. Let's just keep on this boxing example that I'm using here. You can think of anything you do as a hobby. Like if somebody decides to become a pro boxer, if I decide to become a pro boxer, that means I got to go and I got to get some fights. And I got to win some fights because now I got sponsors who are putting money behind me. I got a trainer who I'm paying. I got a manager who's trying to find me fights. I got a promoter who's trying to you know, get my name out there. I got all these interests who are putting money behind me 
And the only reason they put money behind me is as an investment, because we're going to put money behind this guy because we're expecting to make some more money on the back end than what we put in on the front end. All right, that's an investment. But if I go out there and I'm getting my ass kicked and losing every fight, well, I might not have that job for long. Like my career might not last that long because nobody's going to want to put any more money behind me. Because again, as soon as money gets involved, now you got an expectation. All right, now it's a more serious thing. So you need to really think about those of you who are hobbyists at anything, and you're thinking about turning into a job, you need to think long and hard about what the hell you're signing up for. Are you ready for that expectation? Because expectations means you got to deliver. And if you don't deliver, there's going to be a problem between you and whoever expected you to deliver if you don't follow through and do what you were supposed to do. All right, this is a very important thing. So you got to make sure you're delivering as soon as you decide to make something your job. So you got to be competent at what you're doing and a baseline level of results, and it needs to be consistent. Because again, think about any job you ever have. Forget about the boxing. Let's say if you're working at McDonald's or Pizza Hut or Taco Bell, or you're working at a corporate office, so you're working at the bank, and you are not producing a baseline level of results, and or you are inconsistent at producing results, you get fired. All right. How many of you have the ability to hire and fire people? Listeners of the show, how many of you had the ability to hire and fire? Have you ever hired or fired somebody? Not hired. Let's think about firing. Have you ever fired a person because they were failing to either A, produce a baseline level of results, or B, do so consistently, or C, they would both. Every single one of you who has the ability to hire and fire has fired somebody because of this exact reason. So this is what happens when you have a job. Because the results that you produce or that you're expected to produce will help produce the revenue that allows your boss to pay you a full-time salary for what you're doing. See, the reason you get paid is because you produce results. But if you're not producing results, well, why should I be paying you? Well, that means I got to get rid of you. See how that works? Point number four. Today's topic, once again, we are talking levels to this ish. All right, the five levels of the game. Level four, professional. This is a higher level than a job. Now, you can have a job and not be a professional, but if you're a professional, then you already have the job, whatever this is. Professional means you get paid to do this as your full time, as your main thing, and you, not anybody else, cuts the lights on and off. All right, that's the difference here. You cut the lights on and off. Side note, it is completely possible to be a professional and do something as a full-time job. This is just the way that I'm describing them for the points of this particular conversation, by the way. So you can be a professional at your job, okay? but you're the person who cuts the lights on and off, meaning it's your performance that determines how things go and whether you eat or not. That's what I mean when I say professional. Everybody get it? The difference between the job and the professional is that the professional is the one, is you are in control of the means of the entire process, whereas the person with the job, somebody else controls the means. You just do what they say, where you're the professional you do what you say. All right. This level has more responsibility, a lot more responsibility than the person who has the job. Thus, it's a higher level of work. I talk about being a professional a lot here on the show. I talk about the third day. The third day is a decision that separates the professionals from the amateurs. And what does that mean? And when I talk about the third day, I explain it, that the professional is a person who shows up every single time, regardless of how they're feeling and does their job. See, the amateur has the option of not doing that. The professional does not. The professional must show up every time and deliver even when they don't feel like it. Why? Because again, the lights get turned on and off based on what they do. So if they don't do anything, then the lights don't come on. Right? It's hard to see with no lights. So that professional level is a different level than just having a job, especially when everything's on your shoulders. That's what it means when you are a professional. Everything is on your shoulders. I talked about this in episode 931. What is expected when the word professional is next to your name? So any of you want to be a professional, Right, listen to that episode. Also, episode 913, how to treat your desired career or business professionally before it becomes an actual profession for you. Episode number 619, professionals do not need motivation. 
Episode number 2433, how to professionalize your business. That was part two. Episode 2429, how to work from home professionally. Episode 1986, your personal and professional culture. Episode number 1947, the four things that new professional athletes must know. Episode 1519, no professional job is easy. So as you can see, we talked about this a lot and I have more. I didn't even list them all. I'll give you part one of that professionalizing your business was episode 1310. This is what it means to be a professional is everything is on your shoulders and you got to show up and deliver consistently. And that's the only way that the grass keeps growing. Point number five. Today, we are talking the levels of the game. So now we went through the fan, the hobbyist, the job and the professional. Is there a higher level than this? Yes, there is. This is the highest level. Level five is the expert. Definition of an expert is a person who has a comprehensive and authoritative knowledge of or skill in a particular area. Two key words here, comprehensive and authoritative knowledge, not just any knowledge, comprehensive and authoritative. So the expert is the person who teaches the person who has a job. See, the person who has a job learns how to do their job from the expert. You get it? That's why there's levels to this. As the expert, you know enough, have done enough and have seen enough that you can teach other people how to become not only job holders, but professionals. The expert gives people jobs and turns job seekers into professionals. See, expert can take you from level three to level four. Now, you got to have some personal initiative to get from level four to level five. Listen, you can pay your bills and have food, clothing, shelter at level three, a job. You can live a nice living and go on vacation a couple times a year at level four, professional. If you want to get anything above that, you got to get to level five, the expert. Because at level five of expert, you get to the point where you can name your price. And let me see if I can find that episode. There's an episode where I talked about this, the levels of, I got several episodes where I've talked about levels here because there are levels of this. The five levels of expertise, episode 1402. If you want to get to level five of expertise, that's where you are not only able to teach things to other people, not only get paid for it, but also people come to you looking to pay you for what you're doing. That's level five of expertise, episode 1402. You got to be an expert. Only experts get that. If you want to get to that level, you got to do the work. And episode 915, only three ways anyone makes money. The third level of making money is when you can name your price. Someone comes to you seeking out, getting your knowledge, your thing, whatever it is you offer. They are willing to pay you for it. You tell them how much they got to pay to get it. And guess what? They'll pay it. That's Third level of making money, episode 915, if you haven't listened to that one yet. This is the expert level. Now, this is a level that very few people are at. Remember that I told you these levels go like a pyramid. So by the time you get to this one, there's a lot of space up there. It's not lonely, but there's a lot of space. All right. There's not that many people. All right. Sparsely populated. You know enough, have done enough. Again, you can teach people how to become professionals. You got to have initiative to get to an expert level. You got to choose to get to the expert level. You can be pulled to the professional level, but you got to choose to be an expert. You'll catch the wording there. I hope you caught that. Professionals seek out experts to learn how to do what they do better. Professionals seek out experts to learn how to do what they do better. When I invest in myself, when I buy a, I'm going to leave out books, but when I sign up for a course, I go to a conference, I join a coaching program, I get into a paid mastermind. The reason that I do that is because I trust that that expert who's doing or running or administering or selling that thing can help me do something or things that I'm doing better than I know how to do them. And I'm just using my money to shorten my learning curve. So instead of me figuring out on my own and taking a 10x amount of time, I'm going to learn it from that person, take 1x the amount of time. 
but I'm only going to give my money to someone who I see as an expert, not a job holder, not a professional, an expert. An expert can provide jobs to other people. Professionals seek you out to learn. Being an expert does take a certain amount of time in the game because you got to put some time in the game to become an expert. All right? You can't be 22 years old and an expert unless you're, I don't know, something you could have been doing since you were 15. You got to put some time in to become an expert. There's a certain status that comes with being an expert, and that usually requires a certain amount of time in the game. A simple way to spot an expert is that they are actively teaching other people how to do the things that they do. That's an expert. You are actively teaching other people, here's how you do the thing that I'm doing. That is what makes you an expert. If that's not happening, you're not an expert yet. But when you see somebody doing it, you know that you're dealing with someone who is an expert. Let's recap today's class. Five points, five levels of the game. Again, this is about knowing that there's nothing wrong with being at any one of these levels, but you should know what level you're at, especially for things that matter the most to you. Point number one is being a fan. That means you're watching the game from the sidelines. You're a consumer on a particular topic. You buy tickets to it. You read it. You watch it. You comment on it. All right, we're all at one of these levels in somewhere. First three of the five, everybody's at at least one of these first three. No, not everybody's at level four or five. Everybody's at levels one, two, and three at something. Number two is the hobbyist. You do it, but it's more for fun. It's a side thing. You do it for fun, for leisure. You probably started off as a fan. It got you interested, and now you're dabbling. Key thing about a hobbyist is that they're dabbling. This is a pastime. You're involved, but not too deeply involved. There are no expectations on you. Nobody can kick you out because you're not in. Number three is a job. Now money's involved. Someone is paying you instead of you paying them. Here you have developed or taught some concrete, tangible skills, and you need to be competent and you need to be consistent at a baseline level of production or you're going to lose the job because the results that you produce are producing the revenue that allows you to get paid. Number four is the professional. Professional is a person who does it as a main thing, but everything is on your shoulders. Things are much more on your shoulders when you get to the professional level than at the job level. Job level, you can bounce between jobs. You leave this job, get another job, leave that job, get another job. Your quiet quitters, they're all at the job level. All right. There are no quiet quitters at the professional level. All right. I talked about quiet quitting for those of you who didn't hear that episode in episode 2381. All right. So the quiet quitters are the job holders. All right. Ain't no quiet quitters at the professional level because right? they can't afford to quietly quit. All right. Because if they quit, it's going to be a loud noise that happens because everything's on their shoulders. Can't do it quietly. The difference between the job and the professional is in control of the means of the entire process. So it's a higher level of work. Now, with the right level of expertise and the right amount of time, you can become a professional without you don't have to be super intentional about it. You need to be a certain level of intentional, but not super intentional. You can become pretty professional just with the right market and the right training. But level five, expert, this is one you only get to by intention. You must choose to become an expert. Nobody can make you an expert. You must choose to be an expert. This is something that you have to name yourself. You have to give yourself the title. You have to believe in what you're doing enough. And you have to have the audacity to call yourself one, even though nobody else has called you one yet. Definition of an expert is a person who has a comprehensive and authoritative knowledge of a skill or in a particular area. You know enough, have done enough, have seen enough to teach other people how to become professionals. You are pulling professionals up. They are professionals who are seeking you out to learn how to do what they do better than they're already doing it when you are an expert. If you want to take the cap off of your income and revenue, if you want to be able to name your price and tell people you have to give me this in order to get what I have and to learn what I know, you must be an expert. No one goes to a professional and will allow the professional to name their price. If you're a professional, people want to see your price list. All right, how much for this? How much for this? How much for that? All right, that's professional. You go to the dry cleaners, they got a list. All right, you got a shirt, you got a suit, you got a tie. Here's how much it costs. They're professionals. You will go to an expert. They tell you how much the price is and they can choose what the price is. That's when you're an expert. 
And only certain people get there. And again, you must take initiative to get to the expert level. This is not something that anybody can hand you. This is not something that is granted to you. This is something that you choose. Simple way to spot an expert is they're actively teaching other people how to do the things that they do. That's the expert. And again, you got to put time in the game to get here. All that said, text me. Tell me the best insight you got from today's class. My number is 305-384-6894. And go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. I am an expert at what I do. If you want to learn mindset, strategy, systems, execution for your life, for your business, everything in between, work on your game, university.com. Coaching programs are there. My courses are there. You want to work with me directly. There's the place you get started at it. Again, work on your game, university.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge. 305-384-6894.